Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic. I am Danielle and I am your host and boy oh boy, do I have some shit to talk about. So the last week or so has just been really emotionally heavy for me Um, and I think that it's something that we all probably have dealt with in one way or the other, but I thought that I would tell you how I am doing with this and I'm being really cryptic right now but um, I think it's all about uh, hashtag adulting which totally goes with the conversation you're going to hear a little bit later with our guest but I've mentioned that I've dealt with some toxicity and some negativity in my day-to-day and it kind of reached a peak almost last week and I decided to try to take action and that action um, didn't really come to fruition and I guess what you can say is that I've just realized that it is what it is and I need to do my best to decompress, decompartmentalize, is that the word? And just separate myself from the toxicity and not let it bleed into other areas. Uh, So someone brought up the term emotional boundaries to me the other day and I thought it was a really good way of explaining how hard it is for us to sometimes separate like work and life or certain situations and every day and not letting the negativity always affect us. I'm not good at that, right? Like I'm good at physical boundaries. I can turn my computer off at 5 p.m. I can walk away from somebody. I can choose not to see somebody who has caused me harm. But the emotional boundaries, like that stuff still leaks into my brain and still leaks into my everyday. And I'm trying to figure out how to stop that, like how to put that emotional boundary up so that I can move on and have a more happy day, week, whatever. I'm sure we all go through it. We all deal with hard stuff at work, hard life stuff. I mean, adulting isn't easy. Like dealing with just the everyday can be challenging, but not letting it really seep in to us and who we are and just leak into everything um, is hard. So emotional boundaries can be seen as, you know, taking on someone else's problems Um, or I'm sorry, not having emotional boundaries can be seen as that. Uh, And there are different ways that you can cultivate emotional boundaries. And so I looked it up because I'm trying to figure it out myself. And I thought maybe it could be helpful for you too, as you are moving through life, moving through work and trying to figure out how to set that. Um, You can identify where you are lacking emotional boundaries. I am lacking emotional boundaries when it comes to separating myself from the negativity of the day to day. Um, then you can identify what is blocking you from detaching. For me, it's, um, you know, I am in a situation where everything is kind of stagnant, right? Like I work in the same place. I work out in the same place. I live in the same place. Like I need something different. I need a different environment. I've talked about it because I am looking to move. And I think that that is going to be a huge part of opening up some blockages and just, I need a fresh start. I joke about it, you know, my journey to 30 and all that good stuff and still doing that, but I need the next chapter. So for me, the blocking of being able to move forward sometimes is the fact that nothing has moved forward for me. Like I'm working in the same place and I'm in the same thing and I need something different to break it up, shake it up and just better things, you know? Not that I'm saying like I love obviously my family and I love, you know, living in my home, but 
it's time. It is so time. Um, But that, yeah, blocks me from detaching. Like when I was in an office, for example, I could detach a lot easier because, yes, it was a physical boundary, um, but I also was able to just shut off my mind a little bit. I think for me, physical boundaries, while they are easier for all of us, I think that I need some sort of physical boundary to assist in my emotional boundaries. I don't really know. That's just what I'm saying. Uh, step three is you can do everything you can do to break those barriers down. So you can journal, you can set intentions, you can have conversations and you can kind of work through that. And I mean, I think it's also like an affirmation thing, right? Like telling yourself to set that boundary in your head and just fucking do it. And you can find grounding tools that help you maintain that boundary. Remember, the oxygen mask on an airplane. This is what Psychology Today says, and I love this analogy because is it selfish to put the oxygen mask on yourself before putting it on another? No. You need to help yourself before you can help others. So for me, if that looks like not letting, let's just say, work seep into my after work life, then I need to do that and I need to look out for myself. And so I think that The negative stuff that kind of came to a head last week took over a few of my days where I was feeling really down and negative and yeah, I was feeling like I was, you know, pitying myself, I guess you could say. We all do it. We all have been there. Sometimes you feel like you just don't know how to move forward and I think that's okay. I think that's all a part of adulting and growing up and figuring it out. Um, But I do think it's important that we recognize and that I recognize that I need to work on separating those things more because just because you have a bad morning doesn't mean that you have to have a bad day. So I'm really working on figuring out what those things look like for myself and hopefully this kind of reminds you to look out for what those mean for you, you know, like what those emotional boundaries look like. Don't take on someone else's feelings or problems as well. That's the other part of emotional boundaries. And just separate it, you know? I I think that's the best way I can put it. I need to, like, put things into compartments in my head. Um, Yeah, so it was just a really crazy bad week. And here I am a week later, and I'm still talking about it because other aspects have happened. I mean, truthfully, it's just a part of life. Not everything is going to be positive. So here we are. But the positive that has come out of the negative is I am learning and growing, hashtag glow up to 30, that I need to do these things and I need to better myself. I talked a lot last week about self-care and how I'm trying to find what that looks like for myself. Um, Still trying to figure that out. Don't get me wrong. But maybe it is, you know, setting emotional boundaries. Maybe the part of it is writing down what the emotional boundaries are so it becomes physical and becomes concrete. I don't know. If you had a shitty day at work, if you had a shitty conversation with a friend or a fight with a loved one or a significant other or your car broke down, I mean, there's a million negative things that can happen, right? But we need to just try our best to not let it affect us in every aspect. And that is the basics of emotional boundaries. I'm sure that we could get into it in more depth with some other people at another point. Um, But That's just what's on my mind right now. Um, Definitely feeling that in adulting, which is just so 
it's crazy. We always joke, hashtag adulting, right? But being an adult is something that you're not fully trained for. And I talk a little bit about that with my guest, the host of the Dear Adulting podcast, Raquel Afaro. She is so cool. Um, Raquel is just like I felt like I was talking to an old friend. We just kind of like really got each other. We talk about her podcasting journey, um, her podcasting anxieties along with mine, what it means to be a podcaster, and yeah, what it means to adult and how at the end of the day, we are all just figuring it out and uh, figuring out what works for us and figuring out how to adult. So Raquel has a podcast um, and she kind of, breaks that down too. It's basically a letter to adulting and it's something we can all relate to as I'm talking about emotional boundaries. Um, it's something that everyone probably has dealt with and there's pieces of it that can really resonate with you. Uh, so it's a really good conversation. It's a really fun conversation. I think it's relatable because I think no matter how old you get, you never fully feel like an adult. So I think it works. Um, That being said, I hope that if you had a shitty week like me, you are ready to regroup, set an emotional or physical boundary with yourself and not let it affect you. Know that it gets better because I still am holding out hope and positivity that uh, good things and good vibes are coming. Okay. So yeah, set those boundaries. Uh, Try to turn your week around if you want, if you can. Uh, Just know that you're not alone. And um, I hope that you're ready to chat all about adulting and uh, get back to basics. Raquel, thank you so much for joining me on Back to Basic. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So you reached out to me on Instagram, which I love. We're all social media people here, right? Like we mm-hmm. stay in touch with people. And I think it's as much as I hate the bad stuff, which we'll get into a little bit, it is such a good way to connect with people and meet new people. And right. I mean, quick question. How did you feel sliding into the DMs? I was kind of uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was like, this could go one or two ways. She could either, you know, respond and be like super like for it or she'll respond and be like, no, I'm good. Thanks though. Yeah. You did it though. You took the risk. And honestly, isn't half the battle just like putting yourself out there too. Right. Yeah. I definitely have noticed even like, I don't want to go off, but like go off, even, <laughs> go off sis. but even with like trying to find like sponsors for the show, all I can say is just reach out to any brands that you're interested in or any brands that you use, because like the worst they can say is no. So true. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a sec, but I want you to tell all of us who you are, what dear adulting is and what you do. So I have a show called Dear Adulting. I am a podcaster and it's basically, I talk about the realities of what it's like to adult because adulting sucks. We Mm -hmm. all know it sucks and there is no, there's no guide on how to do it. And I felt like when I was in school, you have school to focus on. And then after college, it's kind of like, what do I do now? Or even if you didn't go to college or whatever, it's just like, where do I, what do I do? You're in your twenties. I feel lost. So I kind of just wanted to share my experiences, give advice on like what I've gone through, what I've heard people talk about. And it's been going pretty well. 
Were you just yeah. kind of like one day you were like, no, I need to talk about this. Like what was the whole process of getting you to that point? It's weird because I remember even you talked about like you've always wanted to have a podcast and it was just one of those things where you're like, you want to do it, but then you're like, it's almost like you're scared to put yourself out there. And so I, almost the same experience, I come from like a, you know, blogging background and writing and I always felt like, oh my gosh, I need to like share with everyone what I'm going through because I feel like a lot of people go through the same things, but no one talks about it. I remember when I was in college, same thing. I graduated. I had a lot of anxiety after I graduated. I ended up in a full-time job in finance. I know nothing about finance. No way, really? Yeah. I I was very unhappy. And I was just like, this is not what I want to do with my life. And I remember I had asked my mom for a podcast mic. I just never used it. And I was just like, one night, you know what, I'm going to do it. And then I was thinking of names. And then I was just like, adulting. Oh, it could be like a letter to adulting. It just sort of took off from there. No, I love the name, first of all, because we all joke so much about like hashtag adulting, like hashtag adulting. It is so true that no one tells you what to expect. And even uh, like I say adults, even though we're adults, but even like people who are older than me, right? Like I'll be like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how do you do this? And even there, like you never really figure it out. You know what I mean? And I think that that is so comforting. And the fact that you're basically laying it out there and saying, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm okay okay. with it. Yes. And it's okay. (laughs) I mean, and first of all, let me just say, are you still with that job? No, okay. I COVID happened. I lost my job. And then I like joke around. I'm an unemployed, unemployed podcaster. Just yeah. I have definitely been fun employed. It is a part of the whole journey. And let me just tell you, like, before I started like my professional career or whatever in radio, yeah. I got offered a finance job as well. Like oh literally. And I feel for you because I'm like finance. I cannot. Oh my God, girl. It was, and it was one of those things where I was like, I need to find a job. I need to find a job. Again, adulting. We're told find a job. A job. And it's like, as soon as you graduate, get a job. And it, it, no one tells you it's okay to deny the first job. Yes. But it's kind of like the first job rep- like comes in and you're like, okay, I have to take it. This is the only job I like got offered. Yes. I need to take it. Yes. And it's like, I don't know. We're just taught to like get a nine to five, get the 401k, get the whatever. And I was struggling like that as well. I also was like, I got offered this job. I was working like semi full-time part-time at a job I had in college and it was like doing administrative work. I almost took that job too. So I totally feel for you. I didn't though. And the reason I didn't ironically is because my mother actually said to me, yeah, the money's going to be good, but you will wake up every day hating going in. And she's an accountant. So she's like a money person. Like she like loves Excel. Like that's her vibe. And I'm just like, I said, but like, I need the money and my mom and I'll never forget. And I think this is a piece of advice that I've kind of taken with me. She said to me, do what you love, follow what you love. Money will come later. And I was like, okay. And I told them no. And then a few months later, I got my first radio job. And I was just like, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? But that's just like the same thing with you, though. Like, you, COVID happened. And honestly, like, COVID sucked, but almost a blessing in disguise because now you're putting more of your energy 
and, and to the stuff that I love and yes. I'm passionate about because it, without it, I honestly don't think I would have made a podcast. I don't think I would have had that extra push. Yeah. I think COVID did that for a lot of us. No. Yeah. It like I, helped I, us yeah. figure out what we want to do. Yes. So let's back up for a sec. What was your degree in school? Like, what were you aiming to do? Like, what was your initial kind of like goal and dream when you entered the quote unquote adulting world? Yeah. So I originally was going to be a social worker and I, uh, was doing that. And then I realized I am too emotional. I get attached too easily. And I wanted to work with kids. And I always was a writer at heart. So I've been writing for years. So then I changed my major to journalism and media. And <laughs> that's my, that's my major. That's what I did. Same I thing. love journalism and media. Oh my God. And also I almost was a teacher too. I almost did an really? education. Yeah. So very similar. Like I wanted to work with kids and like I also was just like, you know, this isn't really for me. And then I went into journalism. That's what happened with me too. And I went for journalism media. First, I was going to start off as like a reporter and I kind of figured out that that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I went towards like the multimedia storytelling aspect. And so I just like studied that. And then afterwards, they were like telling me that like journalism was a dying field. And yeah. I'm like, this is not encouraging at not all. At all. <laughs> oh my god! More stress to me. Yeah, they tried to scare you. <laughs> I, they did that for us too. So you took. So then, what happened? So basically, I was doing a lot of reporting in school. Then I graduated with that, and then I was like, I'm not very like. I wasn't into it. I wasn't passionate about it. I think when you go to school and you study something for so long, it kind of takes that drive and passion away. Yeah. So I, for a while was just like, okay, I'm really good at writing editing. Let me find an editorial job. So that's how I ended up in finance, <laughs> editing financial stuff. Yeah. But I just was doing that, but also writing and stuff on the side. So I did have like my portfolio where I was writing blogs or like interviewing people. And I really seemed to enjoy that. So I was just like, I wonder if there's something I can do where it's just that. Yeah. And now I was just like, okay, podcasting in a way is kind of like a blog, but you're talking and it's, it kind of like ties everything together. So it's just like, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's the same. Like, I literally say the same thing all the time. I say this podcast is like kind of my blog. Like, it's kind yes. of me and it's my it's, therapy session. Yes. It's like my time to be like, this is what I'm talking about. This is who I'm talking to. Like, I, cause I've always tried to blog and I just never could like, be consistent enough with it. That's exactly the same how like how I was. I even tried like I think it's like a lot of people don't realize that it's also hard to blog because it takes years before you start getting that drive of like an audience. And, yeah. And it's like the same thing with podcasting. Podcasting is a lot of hard work. Yeah. And it's just I, I wish people could even take podcasting serious because like you tell someone I'm a podcaster and they're like, oh, OK, cool. But it's like there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. And it's the same. It's work. It's work. And I'm still kind of learning that. You know what I mean? I'm still because I'm I, I'm still new to this. I know you're still new to this yeah. as well. But like it's a learning curve to figure out is. how to do this. How, how was it in the beginning for you? And how do you feel where you're at with it now? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So the beginning, I felt like I was just saying too much. I don't want to share everything at once. And I needed to figure out a way to like structure myself. And also like I was cursing a lot more than I do now recent episodes. And my mom okay. was like, you got to stop with the cursing so much. And I'm like, okay, so that was something I need to work on. 
But just figuring out, like, at first, I was doing episodes that I felt like, okay, what do people want to listen to? But now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do episodes that I want to do and that I feel like are important. And I noticed, like, even that now has helped me reach, like, people to actually, like, listen, enjoy it. Because at the beginning, it was kind of like, where do I go from here? Definitely. I think that that's a huge thing, doing it because you love it, not because you're doing what other right. people think you need to do. Exactly. Because there's sometimes where people like will say, oh, well, you should do this or maybe do this. And I'm like, okay, maybe you should start your own podcast then because it's not easy. Yeah, it is. It is not easy. <laughs> it's not. And I think that that is so true. And you also, I think, tend to compare your content, your podcast with other people's podcasts. Right. And it's really hard because you're like, well, they're doing it this way. Should I, does that mean that I have to do it this way? Right. And I struggled with that too in a lot in the beginning because I do listen to a lot of podcasts and I realized I was just like, I need to just be more like myself. I'm not going to be like, oh my God. Hey everyone. Welcome back. I'm also not going to be super like quiet. I'm just going to be myself and my personality will shine through if it's if it's good, if yeah. I'm being myself. So, and that's another thing I was struggling with is just be like, be, there's some episodes that are very funny, I think. And then there's some that are serious. So there's times where I'm like, okay, this is more serious and having to navigate, like, it's not going to be all fun and games all the time because that's just what adulting is. It's not always fun. So it's just like, sometimes I do have those serious conversations where I'm like, this is important to me and I stand by it. Yeah. And that's also life, right? Like life yeah. is not always amazing or life is not always hard it's just kind of like okay and like no, exactly our podcasts should reflect that it's not like we're doing like true crime stuff where we are talking about like <laughs> right. all of these crazy murders and like right. oh we should kind of you know what I mean like yeah exactly it's not like that our subjects are broader and mm -hmm. more vague because it's life exactly. so hard to look back sometimes and be like oh that was a that was a sad one like should I have changed that like oh that was a exactly. funny one oh. and like or there's one I mean I had one episode about birth control and how it affects girls and like our emotions and how it can like I like joke all the time with my boyfriend like okay sorry it's not me being a bitch it's just like the birth control I, I can't help it and I had a conversation like that and I remember having that episode and I was so scared because I think that was one of the first serious episodes that I had and I was like are people gonna listen or is this gonna are people gonna like leave like or how is this gonna go but then I was just like you know what this is important to me so if, if they listen they listen if they don't they don't and I kind of just have that mindset now when it comes to it so do you feel, because sometimes I feel yes. pressure and like, I always feel this pressure sometimes to be perfect. Like I have this perfectionist Girl, thing which I know is an you, issue. Yes, 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 yes. Right. And like with the podcast, I'm always like, Ooh, I need to change it. Ooh, I like, and I, there's, there's so many things that I need that to I re record like three, four times. And I'm like, if they only knew how many times it took oh me my to God. get this podcast episode. Yes. If they it, only knew how much I freaked out about what this was going to be and how yes. many times and like people who listen consistently obviously know right like when we change things we tweak things mm -hmm. but sometimes I'm like if only they knew how many times I want to change format and how many times I am like yes. how many changes go into it like do you feel that and how do you deal with that because publishing content is hard it's very hard I mean that's what I was kind of saying earlier it's like podcasting is not a very simple thing where you just record and you're done there's editing there's like lots of stuff that goes into it because if you also have to stay on topic if you start to go off on a tangent then it's like oh shit I have to re-record again guilty but <laughs> <laughs> that's me 
So for me, I guess it's just like, I don't know how to explain it. I try to just tell myself, okay, it's going to be out there. You can re-record it as many times as you want, but you got to do it because if you don't, then you're, you're always going to find like flaws and mistakes in it. So I try now, if I do re-record, I'm like, okay, this is it. And that's it. I cut myself off and I struggle with being um, a perfectionist in general too, just because I do have anxiety and that anxiety doesn't help on top of when you're doing something that you want to be so great. For me, I have to literally give myself pep talks like it's going to be okay. And this is the episode. Just do it. Don't even see a look at it. Yep. Yes. And I started doing that. Like I don't even really listen to my episodes unless I'm like editing. And that's the only time I listen to it. And then other than that, I like it's gone. I don't want to see it. Same. Same. Like, honestly, and I agree, like, because you want to put out such a good product, right? Like, it's it's also not just like, you know, to grow it and to do the like the businessy things, but it's also just because like, you want it to be good because it's your heart. It's like your little baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, I'm putting my heart out there. Like, I want it to be good. And I don't know, it's so hard because when you're a perfectionist, of course, you want everything to be perfect. But it's just like kind of understanding that like, it can't be perfect all the time. And sometimes when it's not perfect, those are like the best episodes too because it's it's so natural and you're not freaking out about yeah (laughs) and it's so funny because there have been times where I've hit publish and I'm like oh I don't know if that was a good episode and then I'll get someone going like I listened to it it was so great and I'm like oh really (laughs) we are our worst critics I know we are what do you think about and how do you handle all of the other things that come with podcasting like what do you think about social media in regards to your podcast and in general because I have very mixed opinions about social media I think that it causes all of us to just overthink everything and focus on our flaws but I also love it for the connection like you and I got to connect on it right exactly with social media I have like a love-hate relationship with it in general just because I do think social media affects the way I even like can view myself sometimes like am I I always feel like should I be doing more because this person is doing this or am I missing something I think also the great thing that comes from it is being able to connect being able to even like get your name out there and being able to have that understanding that oh, I'm doing this and this could maybe inspire someone else. And it's just like, I have that love hate. So like what I try to do, especially for like my podcast account, I'll try and go on there, connect with everyone, post my content, and then I'll just log off. And I try not to like look or swipe through anyone else's. I try and like, obviously you want to root for other people. So I give myself kind of like a limit when it comes to that. I'm like, okay, I've been on it for almost an hour now. I did everything that I need to do. But with my personal account, I'm barely on my personal account. I try not to be unless I'm uploading a photo or I'm like, maybe at the end of the day, because there was times where I was addicted to just being on my phone the entire time. And it was bad. It like is my a real addiction. Was hurting. Yeah. <laughs> like Instead like of like the finger. carpal tunnel, it's like the yeah, exactly. scrolling finger. TikTok too. TikTok, oh. I've noticed is so toxic. Oh my God. It's so toxic. It's so addicting. I am now on a mission to do things that get me off of my phone because yes. I also agree that I think it, it also like makes your anxieties worse. Worse. As a podcaster, you kind of take on that job too as being a social media like influencer too. You have yeah. to be present because if you're not present, then there, I mean, 
Yes. I am trying to get so much better at it too with my podcast account because it really is hard because sometimes I'm like, oh, I posted about the episode. That's it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I should probably post something else. That's how I am too. Yeah. It's so hard. If I scroll through at night, I'm like, this is too toxic. I don't want to see kids dancing like this. I can't even dance. I saw that's one of your least favorite (laughs) trends, the TikTok dances. Oh my God. I felt like such a Karen saying that too because I was like, I can't stand the TikTok dancers. Like I get it because it's just like, it's constant. And it's like, if you don't know the latest dance, you aren't cool and I'm like can I get likes for spreading awareness about something right where's where's that at you know but yeah I I agree and I think that's so smart I think that that's a good way to deal with comparison and social anxiety is to like limit the time even if you time block it you know like going in with the mindset like that everything you're seeing is not even real at all it's either edited I mean I had a problem where I was like oh these people look super happy they're on vacation all the time But I'm like, they're probably posting from bed and they're in this vacation. Who knows how even what? It's just like going in with that mindset of like, this is not real. It's fake. It's fake. And it's highlight reel. People want to see. Yes. And I always, I know that. But sometimes when you're scrolling, it's so hard to remember. You need to remind yourself. Exactly. It's just like, take a moment. And when you start to feel like you're going down that rabbit hole, it's just like, okay, I need to get off. But I mean, it's so hard. It's just what makes it really hard is that it is such a part of society and it is such Mm -hmm. a part of businesses and, you know, personal relationships. And it's, it has seeped into everything we do. So you need to find that healthy balance. And I think that everybody struggles. A healthy balance. Yeah. Uh, What are your tips for productivity? Because I mean, you're podcasting, you're posting on social. I mean, what would you say is like your number one tip? Because I definitely could use all the tips I could get. For starters, coffee. (laughs) Coffee right here. I already had a huge coffee before. I don't know where it is, but I had it. (laughs) Exactly. And um, I'm not super like, I don't have like a strict morning routine, but I do try to get up around like 8.30, 9 o'clock. And I sort of mentally will go through like a checklist. And then I sort of schedule out. So like, for me, I have certain days where I'm like, I'll record and edit and I'll come out with like the topics that I want to talk about. And then I kind of just my best advice is just like structuring your day, but not being too hard on yourself. So just always know, okay, there's been times where I'm like, I need to record today. And there's like the day is busy or something. And I'm like, I'm so hard on myself, but if I'm like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow morning, I'll wake up early and do it, then I feel much more better, like, I feel better at my anxiety, like, lessons. So it's definitely just, like, setting some sort of morning routine for yourself. Like, if you want to do something, just plan it out and just give yourself a break also. So, like, if I record, then afterwards, I'll, like, go watch a TV show or even go to a gym or something. Just definitely a schedule. Having some sort of schedule can help so much of being productive and setting boundaries it sounds like Mm -hmm. like giving yourself the space to not go so crazy yes because if there's days where I'm like doing this this and this then I'm like oh my gosh because right now I'm also working on a dear adulting journaling book and love that yes so I've been working on that and I like stayed up really late last night working on it and I'm like Raquel this doesn't need to be published tonight yeah, you have, you have time like it'll You're be like fine. chill. It's okay. Yeah. So I've just been like 
give myself time. I talk to myself. I'm like, okay, have a schedule for yourself. Monday, Tuesday, you can do this. Wednesday, Thursday, you have this. And then you have time for friends for the weekend. Yeah, that's a great tip. I think scheduling is, I think people underestimate how important scheduling is. I try to put everything in my Google (laughs) calendar. Like I'll put like, even when my boyfriend's coming, I'm like, I put you in there. You're coming. You're on my Google. Yeah, because like if you don't have some sort of schedule, then you're only like, it's built up. You're overwhelming yourself. Yes, 100%. And And then how are you supposed to do things? Exactly. And it's just like, if you think about it, we all have some sort of schedule because we're plan out our week yeah even that sometimes I even plan out my week on a Sunday I'm like okay I'll do this this and this and then it's like fine but I notice the days that I don't do that I try to do everything all at once I'm very overwhelmed I'm in bed crying and I'm like I can't do this anymore oh my god do you know how many times I've had that where I'm like should I stop this podcast I just (laughs) yeah oh my god and And I I mean the best podcasts go through that so just putting that out there so thank you also (laughs) I have realized some of the best podcasts too are constantly changing yes you notice that like they're never really the same they're either changing how they do guests what they're talking about what their music is like and so I'm trying to also give myself freedom to change it if I want to and not be like this is how it has to be forever I can never do it (laughs) because I you know what I mean I feel like we're all just like this is what my blog is that's it and like no give ourselves room to change and grow because exactly I mean there's gonna be a time where I'm gonna be like what 30 years old and I'm still gonna have dear adulting but I've also thought about okay there's stuff that I could talk about then too it doesn't have to be just about this I love that you You said that because I'm turning 30 soon but I'll still be basic at 30. So it's fine. Um, What would I want to like ask you a couple more questions before we go, but what would your biggest tip be for someone who wants to get started on a podcast, get started on a passion project? My tip is do not procrastinate, literally just do it. Because if you think about it and think about it and think about it, you're going to keep putting it off, putting it off. But what I would say is just if you want to, let's say, have your passion project, I don't know what it is, like it could be writing or something, literally just write on your laptop and just write and write and write. I'm sure something great will come out of that. And like, for me, I had no sense of background with podcasting at all. And all it took was me recording. And even though it was just me talking, I didn't have any sort of structure, it kind of helped me like, oh, okay, this isn't bad, I can do this. So I would say, don't put it off, start because procrastinating is just gonna, you're just gonna like extend it and you're not gonna want to do it or you're gonna always feel scared to do it. Yeah. And also it just like builds it up so much in your head when you procrastinate. It always makes me just feel like I should be doing this. Oh, I can't do it. Oh my God. Now I waited so long. Like it It, is a a mind fuck. Yeah. It's a mind fuck. Um, I love that though. Just can do it. Do That's it. what we're yeah. saying. Just do whatever you want to do and you can change it. You can do something different later on, but right. I mean, I was always started. like, I feel like, um, everyone also goes through that phase where they want to be a YouTuber. Okay. Yeah. Always. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know any like vlog channels I made back in the yeah. day? God. I wanted to be a YouTuber at first. Like that was yeah. when, like years ago. And I was always scared because I was like, Oh, I need a camera. I need to do this. Don't make any excuses. Cause like now I do that kind of on the side. I'm like, all it literally took was me getting a camera and hand record. So just like, just go out there and do it. There's just no, do it. like, don't put any excuses. Don't make there. excuses. Just do it. Because mm-hmm. everyone has the ability to do this, to do whatever they really want, right? We all have right. that in us. It's just a matter of doing it. And there's like, yes. what's the worst c- that could happen? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. What is the worst that can happen? It's like you said earlier, like, what is the worst that can happen? Like someone says no, but like, shoot your shot. 
Right. Exactly. Shoot your shot. Like record the damn thing and and see what happens. Exactly. And you exactly. learn from it too. Yes. It's oh my gosh. Podcasting has been a learning experience, girl. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm like learning about myself. I'm learning about how I work. Yeah. There's I'm learning. Oh my god. There's times where I like black out. I'm like, what the hell did I just say? Oh my god. And like all the time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to just talk. And then at the end, I'm like, oh my God, what what did I talk about for 20 minutes? Exactly. What did I just say? And then I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Just let's go with it. Let's roll with it. Yes. Roll with it. Um, Raquel, what does basic mean to you? Basic. My favorite question, by the way, because everyone (laughs) always reacts so differently. And I love your reaction. Being basic or basic meaning to me is just like that little quirk, I guess, or something unique about you that is just basic I mean I don't know how to explain it really I guess for me I know I'm basic I can be super basic sometimes where I'm like I need a caramel macchiato please oh my gosh I'm adulting now I have a coffee in hand I've got the day like this is great and there's other times where like in school even or like even now my friends are like oh my god you're so basic because I'm like walking around the latest trends I'm like look at my slippers like I'm so basic to me is just like you being unique just trying to follow the trends and even though the trends are like kind of sketchy sometimes it's like you're basic and it's fine yeah yeah what's wrong with it right have you um heard of like Stassi Shorter yes doesn't she have a book I love the next level basic book Mm, I haven't read it you should it's it's really good and it talks about that too it's just like everyone has their inner basic and just embrace it yeah exactly and we all have things in common that we wouldn't think we have in common like exactly like the starbucks thing or like what are some of your um before we go what are some of your like pop culture obsessions like what do you love i love coffee i love iced coffee and it's funny because my i like say all the time i drink iced coffee year-round i don't that's like a fun fact that i have about me i think more people should drink iced coffee around i do i do I love the little it. thing where you like you just shake the coffee a little bit and it's like you think you're doing something great, yeah even like, though it's like not it's really. like a habit but I do that. And like another thing that me, I would say, like, is just, you know, trying to learn the TikTok dances as much as they annoy me. It's just me trying to actually put in the effort to be like to do these stupid, simple yeah. dances. So I just think that there is a lot of stuff about me that I'm like, oh, my God, Raquel. That was so basic. Why did you say that? Always. And yeah. even with some of my the things that I watch, like shows that I watch, movies that I love, I'm like, right. you know what? They're basic but they're fucking good. So they're really good. I mean, I'm really I'm rewatching Vampire Diaries right now. Oh my god, girl! I'm I trying to get Diaries. my roommate into it. She's been loving it so far, so it's been great for Wait, me. Team Damon or Team Stefan? Stefan, I'm sorry. Oh yes, me too. Oh my god, <laughs> I was so scared. No, I for years. I don't I, love the way he was treated. I don't, and my heart breaks for him every time I rewatch it. I'm like, this is not fair. I fell in love with him in the first season because the first season is like so good. Like you cannot beat the first season. I fell in love with him. And then like all my friends were like, no, Team Damon. And I was like, he's gorgeous. But no, no, No. I I even rewatching it now. I'm like, you know, I kind of feel bad for Stefan. Like I I watch it. I'm like, what? 
he was great. He was so good. I think that's like totally part of like a character flaw of mine. Like I always root for like the underdog because yes, you know, like great. season two, as soon as Damon pops around, even he's like immediately becomes like the underdog. You're like, yes. oh, like he's gonna now be competing with the older brother who's and I didn't like that. And it's just no. like, come on, Elena, like chill out. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Seriously, I always root for the underdog though. It's like so bad. That's I'm always I like, you too. got it. And then when they lose, I'm like, oh my god. I know that whole scene. Uh, I was just like, oh my gosh. Now I you're gonna make me want to rewatch it. You're gonna, gonna have to. It's great. And I really want to go to Mystic Falls because it's a yes. Great. I want to plan a trip there. I've been telling. I told my roommate I want to go there because yes. I'm like, this would be great. Such a fun trip. Uh, I told my friends and the other does day. That make me basic because I want to go to. You know what I Probably, mean? Probably, but oh well. <laughs> Oh, well, there's a reason and it's going to be the best fucking trip ever. Exactly. Everyone can judge you (laughs) or not, but they won't be in Mystic Falls, will they? No, I will be. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Raquel, thank you so, so much for joining me. Before you leave, I want you to plug it in and I want you to tell everyone where they can follow you and uh, where they can listen to you. Okay, so you guys can follow me at on Instagram at Dear Dalton Podcast and then also my personal page at Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-A-L, Ephesian Frank, A-R-O, both on Instagram, and then TikTok, also Dear Dalton Podcast. And you can listen to me on Sundays at noon on Spotify and Apple or whenever you want. Love that. What's next for Dear Adulting? Out of curiosity, what's your goal? My goal is to, I want people to side with me and see that adulting isn't easy. Adulting isn't easy. I'm on your side. I will be on your fucking team. (laughs) We will go to battle and we will be like, adulting can suck. It's not easy. Can we normalize that? Yes. That's your goal. Your goal is to let people, I I also think to show them that uh, they're not alone. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening, you're not alone. Dear adulting, fuck you. But uh, (laughs) I hope you'll come back and we can maybe chat about some other fun stuff soon. Yeah, that would be great. This was so much fun. All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Raquel Alfaro of Dear Adulting. Make sure you go give her a listen and some love. Follow us on the podcast, subscribe, rate, review, do all of the things. Let me know who you want me to get back to basic with, what you want me to get back to basic about. And as always, I will see you on Wednesdays because on Wednesdays we podcast.